Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, April 23rd, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, as always, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Especially after this fucking week. We got a lot of shit to cover. But before we get to that stuff, as always, for the people that are finding me for the first time, a couple of things. First... This is an amateur podcast. It is not done in a studio. It is not edited and mixed professionally. You're going to hear some background noise. You're going to hear the dogs bark or the fan in the window or whatever. Just don't make too big of a thing out of it, okay? Secondly, if you're finding me for the first time, you probably don't know about my website. So if you can, swing by oldhippymedia.com. Oldhippymedia.com. It's where you're going to find anything you want to know about me, including where you can find my blog, where you can find my merch store. We have 158 different items for you to choose from. T-shirts and throw pillows and totes and stickers and buttons and magnets and aprons and all phone cases and you name it. Uh, It's where you can also find links to buy my first two books. My first two books are entitled A Grateful Life. The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, and Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. Both of those are available in paperback or ebook formats, once again, at oldhippymedia.com. All right, that's enough advertising and pimping myself out for one week. Let's go ahead and get into the shit we want to talk about this week. Um got a lot of political stuff to cover but before we do a couple of personal notes if i could uh one we just got our first new bed in 15 16 years first new mattress and box spring and you don't realize until you get a new bed how how much how well i guess i should say how well you fit into the groove that you've made in your existing bed. And your body just kind of sinks into that groove, and it's used to that groove, and it likes that groove. And then you go get this big, beautiful, brand-new, king-size mattress and box springs, and you climb up on top of that thing, and you go, that's different. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just different. I'll get used to it. My wife will get used to it. She had a rough night's sleep last night. Um, it, it reminds me, the new the new mattress, of the mattresses they have at the Sandals Resort we stay at in Jamaica. Uh, first of all, it's high as fuck, and you need, you need uh, uh, mountain climbing gear to get into the thing. But secondly, it just, like, it doesn't move, and you just kind of sink into it. We'll get used to it. It's first world problems, right? There's a lot of people who don't even have a fucking bed to be complaining about. But it just it was a personal note that we finally got our new bed delivered. And now I have an old mattress in my living room and old box springs in my kitchen waiting to get out of here this weekend. So the house is a tad hectic, if you will. Uh, on another personal note, I have been, for the first time ever banned from posting anything for seven days on TikTok. Now, I already made a backup account, so if you follow me on TikTok, just type in my normal name, plus 2.0, and look for my new backup uh, backup account. But it's really weird the way TikTok handles this. And so for those of you who are on TikTok and don't understand how this shit works, somebody can go report anybody's video for anything. They can say it's this, they can say it's that. And the way TikTok works, because they're so young and haven't quite figured this shit out yet, or maybe it's because they just don't give a fuck, I don't know, they take the video down. And then it's up to you to, re- to uh, appeal that removal, and then they go look at it to see if it actually did violate the guidelines that it was reported for violating. They don't do it before they take the video down. They just take the video down. And once you get three in a day, they want to put a pause on your account so you can't post anymore. 
Well, I got five yesterday, and four of them were restored after appeal. And I still got the weak band. Now, I've submitted appeals, and other people have gotten their bands overturned, and that's fine. But I think that we need to make a, uh, a concerted effort to pressure TikTok into holding people accountable who ban multiple videos and they end up being restored because there were no guidelines violations. Um, but regardless, it's neither here nor there. I have other platforms by which my voice can get out, this being one of them that nobody can silence me on, my books being one of them, my YouTube channel, my Instagram account. Uh, there are other ways. Clapper. I'm on Clapper. You want to go find me on Clapper? Tom Powell Jr., like always. Um what I found amazing in this whole 24-hour cycle that I've been in of being banned is that when I went over to the backup account to make a video explaining to people, hey, the first account's been banned for a week, here's where you're going to have to see my content, the haters followed. I, I got comments this morning like, nobody seeing your videos for a week isn't going to hurt anything. As a matter of fact, people are going to get smarter. Well, then why the fuck are you here, douchebag? How empty is your life that you keep following me from account to account to leave stupid fucking comments on it? <laughs> and this guy shows up, and that guy shows up, and this guy shows up, and that guy. If I see you in person, I'd snap your neck, and this, that, that. Just, is it really what your life has come to? That you're running around a social media app commenting on every creator's videos that you don't like? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, get a fucking hobby. Eat a Snickers. Buy a dog. Get laid. Do something. Y your life is meaningless right now, man. Oh, and real quick, by the way, I also had a, uh, a Facebook post taken down this morning that was from October. Ah... <laughs> uh. Fucking six months ago. Oh, see that? You're going to hear the landscaper go by. You can hear the lawnmower? Landscaper popped in to mow the lawn. So you're going to hear him go by from time to time now over the course of the next half an hour that he's here mowing. So therein lies the whole amateur podcast thing. But yeah, um, six months ago, I posted a meme, and it was a still shot from Anchorman where Ron Burgundy is standing in front of... Uh, the character that uh, Christina Applegate plays. And you remember the scene when he has an erection in his pants and his pants are sticking straight out, but you can't see anything because they're fully clothed. And there was some context that went with the memes, like when somebody mentions we want to go have tacos or something like that. I forget what it was. And that violated community guidelines and was taken down. I appealed it this morning, and within minutes, the appeal came back, upheld that it violated guidelines. I... <sighs> The social media platforms fucked up in 2016 and they allowed any fool with propaganda to get on their platform and spew their bullshit. And as a result, what ended up happening was they overcompensated heading into 2020. And now everything's a violation and everything needs to be taken down because we can't have anything at all that isn't completely G-rated, heavily washed, run-through-the-rinse cycle, family-oriented bullshit. Say something controversial, it's going to be taken down. Post something even remotely adult, it's going to be taken down. And that is what's going to drive everybody, including me, off of Facebook. I'm going to be real honest with you. If my family wasn't on Facebook in such large numbers and not on the other platforms, I would delete the app from my phone today because it's basically fucking useless. Right now, the only thing Facebook serves for me is a way to look back at shit that happened in the memories and be able to see stuff that I posted that means something to me and my family. Other than that, Facebook is fucking useless. Absolutely fucking useless. And it's a dying platform for that reason. 
the numbers show it. The numbers of people that are fleeing off, fleeing off of that platform show it. Now, a lot of those people are right-wingers that don't like the fact that they think that the liberal media is censoring their voices, but uh, it's not just you guys. It's everybody. So don't think you're anything special, Princess. Once again, I have a lifetime ban from Twitter for calling Laura Ingram a hag. I'm not exactly a conservative voice that's been silenced. So get the fuck over yourself. Jesus Christ, I got a lifetime ban from Twitter. I got a 30-day ban from Facebook and a, and a week-long ban from TikTok. And I'm moving on with my life. I'm using other platforms. I'm still making my podcast. When I get done with this podcast, I'm going to upload it. I'm going to publish it. I'm going to go let everybody on my various social media platforms know that it's there. And then I'm going to go about my fucking life. So, anyway. Those are the personal notes from this week. Now we got a lot of shit of actual importance to discuss in the news. And we're going to start with the bullshit that's being discussed about what tomorrow is supposed to be. And if you're unfamiliar with the whole conversation, all right, landscaper, move on. Get away from my office window. If you're unfamiliar with what the concept of tomorrow is supposed to be, um, various men and I use that term loosely, uh, who are probably extraordinarily sexually frustrated and unhappy with the way their life turned out because they're all losers. And yeah, I'm making a generalization there. I don't give a fuck. In this, in this instance, it, it fits. A bunch of these so-called men have taken to social media to declare April 24th, that would be tomorrow, National Rape Day. Uh, it's like a uh, contest for people who still live in mommy's basement. So let me, if I can, address these simple motherfuckers real quickly. If any of you happen to be listening. You may think that's what tomorrow is ultimately going to end up being. But what you need to be made aware of is that what tomorrow is actually going to end up being is National Hunt a Rapist Day. You have no clue how many husbands and fathers are locked and loaded for tomorrow. And here's the thing. Somebody who's not even part of this is going to die as a result of it. It's a prediction. Because somebody's going to get too close to somebody. Somebody's going to say something to somebody. Somebody's going to roll up on some woman somewhere in an aggressive manner somewhere. And somebody's going to take it the wrong way. And they're just going to drop somebody. So approach a woman at your own risk for the entirety of tomorrow. And from a personal standpoint... Let me assure you what I will do if you hurt any of mine. You touch my daughters. You touch my wife. You touch anybody in my family. And I find out about it. I'm going to kill you. Plain and simple. We're not going to wait for the police to get you. We're not going to wait for a trial to unfold. I'm going to end you where you stand and call the lawyer. And if you don't think that I am willing to say goodnight to my children through plexiglass until the day I take my last breath in order to avenge anything that happens to them, then you don't know me. I will end you. This is your one and only warning. You stay the fuck away from mine. My family isn't part of your game. Never has been, never will be. 
I just wanted to get that one on record right there. Let's get into the political stuff of the week, shall we? Because that's uh, that's a bit of a touchy subject we were just covering, and I think I've made my point clear on where I stand. So, this week, we've had a lot of shit go on here in in the realm of policing and police shootings. And I want to cover a few of these before I discuss this whole communism thing at the at the end of the, the podcast. And I want to start here with, with briefly with this Chauvin guilty uh, verdict. So Derek Chauvin is the murderous, scum-sucking pig that choked the life out of Derek Floyd for over nine minutes on camera. And his murder trial concluded the beginning of this past week, this week here, that we're in. And we got his sentencing in the midweek. He was guilty on all three charges. Now, <clears throat> is he going to appeal? Absolutely. He's going to appeal this until the cows come home to try and save his ass. As anybody would, as anybody should. But he is looking at 40 years in prison. Now, his sentencing day isn't for uh, about eight weeks. So we've got a couple of months until we find out how long he's actually going to serve in prison until he appeals his case. But here's, here's the thing. If they give him so much as a day in sentencing, a day, and that's all it's going to take, literally one day, if they give him 24 hours in a federal penitentiary and there aren't multiple guards guarding his ass around the clock, he's a dead man. He'll never make it to his appeal. He, he won't. He'll get the justice in prison that he didn't get in court. Because make no mistake about it, being found guilty on these three charges is not justice. He took another man's life from him. He, in my opinion, forfeits his right to live. So getting to go sit down in prison for the next four decades isn't justice. That's just one man kind of being held accountable for his actions. One man who, by the way, is a stone-cold sociopath. Now listen, I understand that he's a cop, he's been in court, he's seen a million court cases, he, he has a relative that's a lawyer, he has lawyers that he's paying. He was probably advised multiple times, do not show emotion. You're going to appeal this, but when they find you guilty, and they will find you guilty, don't show any emotion. And boy, he didn't show any. Stone cold, emotionless. I got to be honest with you. I don't care what my lawyers say to me. If I'm sitting in a courtroom and a judge reads off a piece of paper, basically how my life has just ended, I'm showing some fucking emotion. There's going to be some fucking emotion somewhere. But he didn't. Showed, he showed no emotion. So anyway, uh, he was remanded to custody guilty on all three counts at least we got one of these murderous motherfuckers off the streets and if one day we wake up and see the news story that justice was served behind bars I'm not going to shed any tears I'm not going to lose any sleep is it the right way to go about getting justice absolutely not is it horrendous what they do to people inside it is so horrendous that it makes me want to vomit sometimes in this case, I think I'd look the other way if I was a guard. My guess is when they get him, it's not going to be fast. It's going to be slow. I'm guessing some boys are going to take turns choking him. Just so that he can feel what it's like over and over and over again. 
the only hope that we can hang on to is that when that does happen to him, and he's going through that, that in his last moments, realization washes over him of what he did and how horrendous it was. But, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a goner. There's no way he makes it out. Now, the same hour that his guilty verdict was being read, a police officer in Ohio shot a 16-year-old girl, Makai Bryant. Now, I made an initial video in which I said that this was another officer that needed to be taken off the streets because I did not see the knife in the girl's hands when I watched the first body cam footage. I then watched more footage with frame-by-frame breakdown and analysis and saw that there was, in fact, a knife in her hands. And so I made another video retracting my statement and saying that I needed to think about it some more before I could offer an opinion on it. I'm going to offer that opinion now, as I have not done so again on the various social media platforms, but let me just say really quickly how unbelievable it is how quickly people who are on your side turn on you for having a difference of opinion. And we're going to discuss that here in a minute. But we got a, I got a lot of that off of this case and the Adam Toledo case. But let me, let me first get into this case very briefly. So police were called to a disturbance at a house. It is reported, let's keep that in mind, reported that Makai Bryant called the cops herself. I don't know if that's been verified or not. But the body cam footage shows an officer arriving to a house and there are already several people outside the house in the driveway who are scuffling. Now, the story goes, and I don't, I don't know if this has been verified or not, but the story goes that Makai Bryant called the police because a group of people older than her, adults, showed up at her house to basically kick her ass. And she was defending herself and called the police. And when the cop showed up, he saw a bunch of people scuffling in the front yard, including Makai Bryant, who had a knife in her hand and was lunging towards one of the other women, reportedly in an attempt to protect herself. Within seconds of being out of the car, he asks, what happens? What's happening? What's happening? He sees one person fall to the ground. He sees Makai have the knife in her hand. He pulls his gun, aims it at Makai, and within, a, within seconds of unholstering his gun, he fires somewhere in the neighborhood of three to four shots, killing her. Now, they have 0.8 seconds to react. I get eight days to break it down. Not fair. I get it. I totally get it. But this is my take. I think that his training failed him. I think that he rolled up to that scene, saw a skirmish, and I'm going to give you my opinion. This is based on nothing more than a gut feeling. He saw that it was a group of black people, and he freaked out. This is going to get out of control, and I'm going to be outnumbered, and I don't know what to do here. And so he reached for his gun way too quickly he shot way too quickly now some people say well she was lunging with the knife I understand that this is why officers need to start carrying their taser on their dominant side so that they're trained to pull a taser first gun second had he pulled his taser and reacted that quickly None of this would be a conversation or a controversy because he would have tased Makai Bryant, gotten control of the situation, and figured out what the fuck was going on. Instead, he freaked the fuck out, and he shot a 16-year-old girl to death in her front yard. I think it's a combination of pre... How do I, how do I say this? Predetermined racism. You know, predisposed racism, I should say. 
it's inherent in the police department. They see a group of black people, they immediately think the, the worst. They see a group of white people, they immediately try to figure out what's going on. Now, <clears throat> it was a case of, I believe, that and piss-poor training combined. Now, we saw a video this week of a white man on a walking path being stopped by a cop who tried to run away from a cop, and the cop tells him, I'm going to put you in, in, in cuffs just because I can't trust that you're not going to run away again, so give me your hands, and the guy pulls a knife and stabs the cop in the fucking neck and then begins to run again. The cop pulls his gun and chases him for what appeared to be about a minute or two. Yelling, stop it, stop it, get on the ground, stop, get on the ground, put the knife down. Never once pulls the trigger, continues to pursue him. And then, after about a minute, minute and a half, you can see on the body cam footage, has the peace of mind, or the, 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 the frame of mind, the presence of mind, to holster his gun, pull out his yellow taser, and tase the kid. That's what happens in America when you're white. That's what happens in America when you're white and you stab the cop in the neck yourself. When you're black and you're defending yourself in your own driveway, you get shot four times and your mother's picking out a coffin. So, in my opinion, the cop was forced into quick reaction by the scene he had there. He had no time to determine who was who, who was the danger, who called, who was the aggressor. There was no time to figure that out because within seconds, seconds of being out of the the squad car, shit was going sideways and he he needed to react. However, he reacted the wrong way. He reacted in a manner that got somebody killed. And that's where the training needs to come into place. So in my opinion, this cop needs to be held accountable for killing this girl. We need to have another trial. There should be a fuck ton of trials for cops murdering people, but we're lucky if we can get a couple of these fucking pieces of shit on trial. This is another one that needs to get on trial. Now, that brings me to the Adam Toledo shooting in Chicago. That would be the 13-year-old Hispanic boy. If you don't know about this case, I made a video about this on TikTok, and and here's what happened here. Cops were called to shots fired. It was like 2, 3 in the morning in Chicago. They arrived. They subdue one guy, but another guy, 13-year-old Adam Toledo, has a gun in his hand and takes off down the alley. Cop pulls his gun and gives chase. And within a matter of seconds, after the began giving chase and yelling to him to stop, Adam Toledo drops the gun over a fence with his back turned to the officer in the dead of night and turns around somewhat quickly and puts his hands up. Now, it is real easy to see in a piece of body cam footage that's slowed down and you can take frame by frame like I did with the last case it's easy to see oh yeah he dropped the gun and his hands are empty and his hands are up it's also easy to understand that that camera adjusts to nighttime and night vision way easier and way quicker than your your eyes do so when you're a cop at 2 o'clock in the morning chasing somebody who has a very, a very visible gun in their hands and they drop that gun behind a fence with their back turned to you and turn around quickly and put their hands up, you have to operate under the assumption that that gun is still in their hands and he shot that kid dead. And I would have done the exact same thing. Because I would have had zero way of knowing that that gun wasn't in his hands still and I would have had to have protect myself to ensure that I went home at the end of the day. But after I call out police shooting after police shooting after police shooting, after I call out Tamir Rice and, and uh, all of these, Philando Castillo, all of these different people that have been shot by the police, these people of color who have been shot by the police for no fucking reason, and I advocate for a page one rewrite of policing 
procedures in this country and I talk about how we need to have way better mental screening so that we weed out the racists. We, ha we need to have continued training on their weaponry as well as annual mental examinations because what we're doing in this country isn't working. After all of that, when I don't agree with this one shooting of Adam Toledo, if I won't, uh, the fact that I won't say that this was a murder like all the others caused all the fucking liberals to come out and come after me. Somebody that's been following me for months on one of these social media accounts went and started tagging me in all these other these creators' content and videos saying, oh yeah, well Tom Powell Jr. thinks it's perfectly okay to murder 13-year-old kids in the city of Chicago. That's the fucking stupid things have gotten. Now, I don't think it's okay to murder 13-year-old kids on the streets of Chicago, you fucking moron. I think it's okay for a cop to be able to defend themselves in a situation that they have no idea if the perpetrator still has a gun in their hand or not. And if you're going to sit here and tell me, based off of body cam footage you watch from the warmth of your own home during broad daylight while eating your fucking Cheetos in bed, that you would have made the correct decision in a split second, I'm going to look you dead in the face and tell you you're a lying sack of shit. Because nobody knows unless they're in that scenario. All I know is that from what I saw that scenario, my knee-jerk reaction most likely would have been to do the exact same thing. He's turning around and I got to understand, I, I have to figure out whether that gun's still in his hands or not in .08 seconds, fuck you. He's going down. He's going down. I'm going home. Now, should we have more training? Yes. Would more training have helped this situation? Maybe. I don't think... I, here's the deal. Should he have pulled the taser... Should the cop in Ohio have pulled his taser when he was dealing with all those people in his driveway? Yes, his life wasn't in danger. Somebody else's life was in danger from a knife, and he could have subdued it with a taser. If somebody's running away with a gun that can kill me, and they're disobeying my commands to stop, that's not time for the yellow gun. That's time for the black gun. I don't want one that shoots wires and electricity. I want one that shoots bullets and is going to put a motherfucker on his ass. And I am not going to apologize for that. And if you don't want to follow me because of that, you don't have to. But you getting in my face about it isn't going to make me change my position. I think that we have far too many murderous fucking racist cops in this country shooting people of color, left and fucking right. This isn't one of them. And I am not monolithic with the liberals. I'm not going to agree with everything they say. And if you've got a problem with that, you can go fuck yourself. Twice. With the whole fist. We clear? Good. Fuck you. Now. That brings us to the last topic of the week, and that is the absolute fucking insanity of these 14 to 20 year old morons that have been coming into my comment section, specifically on TikTok, with profile pictures of Castro and Mao and Lenin and Marx telling me how communism is the way to go, how they're going to make this country communist, and I don't know anything about communistic history. So, I've been engaging with these fuckwits for the better part of a week, and we're going to discuss it here and now. First of all, I don't even know where to start on this shit, but first of all, I, I have people telling me that the workers should own the means of production. So I started engaging in, with one of them, and I asked them, well, okay, so I had a landscape company before I retired. You say my workers should own my landscape company. Can you explain to me how that goes about happening? Okay, because right now we're in a capitalistic society, and I own the company. So how do you get it from my ownership into the ownership hands of my workers? And I was told one of two ways. 
either a governmental body forces me to give up control of my company and give it to the workers, or the workers unionize and force control out of my hands and into their hands. So that's the first thing we're going to touch base on. Trust me, there's going to be more to this. <clears throat> One, you're, it, it, I know some of you fucking morons are going to be listening to this, so I want you to pay real close attention to everything I'm about to say here for the rest of this podcast. First and foremost, if a governmental body ever came to me and told me that I had to give up ownership of my company, I would fight them tooth and nail in court. And if a court finally decided that I had to give up ownership of my company, I would close the fucking doors, liquidate all of the equipment, and cancel all my contracts before I gave a fucking thing to anybody. So that's never going to happen in this country. And I'm one small guy. You go talk to some of these people with multi-million dollar small businesses and tell them they're going to give up control of their company and see how fucking well that goes. Secondly, if the workers want to band together and unionize, no problem. I'm all in favor of unions. I back the unions. However, if they're going to unionize and tell me I now have to forcibly give up control of ownership of my company, I'm going to tell them all to get fucked. I'm going to fire every last one of them, and I'm going to go out and get new employees. And if that ultimately results in the demise of my company, so fucking be it. I refuse, refuse to give up ownership of my company to anybody because they think that I don't deserve it. You think you're going to come take what's mine? Here's what you need to do, Skipper. You need to pack a lunch and wear Kevlar. Because I don't think that day is going to go how you think it's going to go. Then I get into these conversations with these fuckwits about communism. And they're telling me that I don't have any idea what communism is actually about because I've been buying into the western propaganda and the red scare my entire life and pure communism is a cashless stateless society in which there are no elites there is no private ownership of anything and there is no hierarchy government entity pulling the levers the workers control and own everything well some issues and con and 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 um inconsistencies with that argument exist Number one, if private ownership of anything is evil, then why would ownership by the workers be okay? Well, because it's multiple people owning it, not one people owning it. doesn't matter. It's still people owning it. And unless you give control of my company, ownership of my company to everybody in the country, everybody then you're going against your own philosophies. You're giving ownership of my company, let's say, to the 20 or 30 employees that work for my company. Well, what happens to the other 400 million people in the country? What are you going to do when somebody from Iowa comes over and goes, well, wait a minute, workers should own the, 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 the means of production. I want to own part of that company. And think about that, did you? Next thing I want you to think about is, if there's no government entity, there's no elites, there's no, there's no rich people, it's just all working class people that own and operate all of these businesses, and there's no private land ownership, and everybody's living in some fucking kumbaya society where we all sit around the campfire when the sun goes down and swap tales about what we did in the fields, then who enforces the rules? Who makes the rules? What are the rules? Are there any rules? If, if I, I own a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath ranch in the far southwest suburbs of Chicago. If I'm not allowed to own it, does that mean anybody can just come in here and claim it as their own? And if that's the case, what happens when you claim it as your own, it becomes your house, and the next guy comes along and wants it, and he walks in and he takes something off your table or something out of your fridge and you don't like that, who do you go to? Or is it just you're going to be okay with all of that? 
Because if you're telling me you're going to be okay with all of it, I'm telling you you're full of shit and you don't know how life works. And it's once again, it keeps coming back as these people keep commenting on my posts. I go and I look, I look at their their account on TikTok because that's where it's happening, and then I go and I find them on Facebook or Instagram or these other accounts, and time and time and time and time and time again, with very few exceptions, it's 14 to 20 year old white men who don't have a job, live with their parents are either in college or still at home who have no fucking clue how the world works. Anyway, <clears throat> just move on from that for one second because I wanted to get on to the, to the next topic of the communism uh, talk. <clears throat> Hang on a second. I got a sore throat here. Dry throat, not sore. <clears throat> mm. Much better. Stay hydrated, my friends. And the next one would be, the next topic of this would be, the reason why they say the communist countries that we grew up with aren't actually communist countries and that I'm buying into Western propaganda. See, so in books, communism is described as stateless, cashless societies in which the workers rule everything and there are no governmental controls. And they're reading these books and they're going, yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. First and foremost, even without the rest of history to fall back on and everything I'm about to tell you, that's a moronic way of looking at things. Yeah, it would be nice to live in some hippie commune where nobody's got to worry about anything. But in order for that to work, everybody on the planet needs to be on the same page as you. And the reason why it can't work is because when you don't have a governmental entity to protect your stupid little society, you're going to be taken over by somebody else. And people go, right, yeah, the imperialistic United States. Fine, so be it. Maybe it is the United States. But you're going to be taken over by somebody. You're not going to make it because you're not. Your only interest is not having to worry about paying bills and paying taxes and, and, and sweating things. Because once again, you don't know how life works yet. So, you're going to get taken over. That's why one has never worked to date. And when you say, well, we need to have a governmental body in order to protect our society from being taken over, then inevitably, what always happens is the fascists rise to the surface and consolidate power for themselves. See Russia, see China, see North Korea, see North Vietnam, see every one of the quote-unquote communistic nations in the history of the world to see exactly what I'm talking about. The fascists always rise to the top and take control. Why? Because you dumb fucks are running around talking about how the workers should control everything and nobody should be able to own anything. We want to be able to take control from everybody. And then you put that power to take control from everybody into a governmental body, and that governmental body looks around and goes, ha I get to take everything. Why the fuck would I give it to them? I'm just going to take it and keep it for myself. That's what always happens. And then they murder, rape, and steal everybody and everything in the country that gets in their fucking way. Now, you fucking pinheads living in mommy's basement playing your fucking Xbox think that you're going to do it differently. You're going to change the United States of America. You're going to change us from being a capitalistic country with socialistic safety nets into a pure communistic country. That's never going to happen, princess. Never going to happen. You want to make, you want to try to do something that's going to make people like me, liberal Democrats, grab their guns and stand on a fucking firing line with every Trump-supporting conservative in the country, that'll be the fucking quickest way to get me to do it. Come for private businesses, come for private land with your little band of wannabe communists, and we're going to fucking vaporize you fools. What that's going to end up being is a fuck ton of cleanup. Pure communism cannot work. It is a theory. 
and nothing more than a theory. It looks great in a book. Everything looks great in a book. I can write in my next book that Tom Powell Jr. is a six foot four, blonde hair, blue eyed, svelte model with a six pack ab and a dick below his knees. Doesn't make it true, does it? In actuality, I'm a five nine, brown haired, brown eyed, chubby dude with a little bitty mushroom dick and a keg instead of a six pack ab. Mushroom dicks probably being a bit too harsh. It's not bad. It's just, you know, it's not porn worthy. My point being, just because I write something in a book doesn't make it true. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean it's going to work. Somebody once famously said, in theory, an elephant can hang from a cliff with just a cliff with just its tie, a tail tied to a daisy. That doesn't mean it can happen in real fucking life. And real life tells you that every time some moron tries to start a communistic country, it turns into a fascist dictatorship. Every fucking time. You would know that if you weren't 19 years old still living in mommy's basement and have zero fucking clue what the world history around you is all about. So they keep coming out of the woodwork. Oh, it's going to happen. You're not going to own your business for long. We're coming for everything. Blah, 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 blah. Who the fuck is selling you on this bill of goods? Is it Bernie? Is it AOC? Is that where you're getting this shit from? Because if so, we need to get both of those fucking people out of Congress immediately and never have them get elected again. If it's them. If it's not, who the fuck is it? Who is feeding you this line of bullshit? You guys need to get the fuck out of your parents' houses. You need to get a fucking job, an apartment, a townhouse, your own single single family house. Start paying your own fucking bills. Start paying your own fucking taxes. And then come tell me how the fucking world works. Because right now, son... You ain't got clue fucking one. You don't have clue fucking one. Capitalistic societies are evil. Bitch, I know. That's why I'm trying to make them better. Well, how can you how can you make a system that's inherently evil better? Well, because we have. The system that was inherently evil didn't let women vote, and we changed that. The system that was inherently evil had black people being slaves. We changed it. We have changed the bad things slowly but surely. We can continue to change more bad things to make them better things. But here's the bottom line to all of this conversation. right? Here here it is for you in a nutshell. If you want to live in a communistic society and you dislike the capitalistic society, then go start a communistic society. You think you're going to change the United States. You're not. That's just going to result in you getting a fucking toe tag and your mom having to identify the body. That's it. That's all that's going to happen. Go see if you can get yourself a little plot of land somewhere in some other fucking third world nation and start your own fucking your own your own communistic nation. These guys have been coming to me with I've been asking them for examples of any communistic, purely communistic nation that exists in the world today that made it. And, they, and they're, they're telling me about this this area in northern Syria. That's a communistic area. No, it's not. It's actually a libertarian democracy in that area that has governmental entities controlling the the, the levers. And at the end of the fucking day, it's nothing more than a small region in another country. But, but, if you think that's what your dream scenario is, pack your shit and go give it a whirl. How come you're not in northern Syria right now? My guess is because you're a fucking pussy and you know that if you show up in northern Syria, you're coming out somebody's bowel movement. Because you're all fucking talk and you're all talk 
based out of a fucking book you read. You read something in a book and you bought it hook, line, and sinker and now, boom, you're going to go out and you're going to change the fucking world. Best of luck to you, princess. I mean, seriously. Best of fucking luck. You let you you reach back to us and you let us know how all that shit turns out. You know what I mean? My guess is you're going to be unhappy. And the sooner you realize that it's a failed theory that's never going to work and never has worked, and you get on board with how life actually works, the better your mental health is going to be. The longer you fight it, the longer you're going to be in misery. And sooner or later, you're going to wake up one day, and you're going to be 48, 49, 50 years old, looking around going, well, fuck, none of that shit turned out the way they told me it was going to turn out. Right, moron, because life doesn't turn out the way other people tell you it's going to turn out. I was told I was going to be president of the United States and I dreamed about being the middle linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts. Didn't fucking happen that way because life doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. So how about you shut the fuck up, put down your capitalistic cell phone that you're complaining about capitalism on, that somebody else spent over $1,000 for you to have and I'm betting that somebody else is paying the monthly bill for you to enjoy get a fucking job pay your own fucking bills and start seeing how reality works fucking morons swear to god anyway um going back to tiktok for those of you because we're going to wrap this up now going back to tiktok uh, I'm banned until the evening of the 29th. I've got the secondary account, Tom Powell Jr. 2.0, up and running. Uh, when I went to bed last night, there was about 230 followers. When I woke up this morning, there was about 1,100 followers. So we're going to see if I can do a live on that tonight later on. Actually, I'm going to see this morning. I'm going to do a little test live. Um, and we're going to just rock that account until... The other one gets the other ban gets lifted. I might start putting content on Clapper, and I've started a Twitch account to be able to do lives as well. Tom Powell Jr. There, uh, go follow me on my other social media. Although I'm not doing a whole lot with them, your best bet to stay up to date with me is to subscribe to this podcast. Seriously. I could get kicked off of all of the social media platforms tomorrow. This podcast, I can't. That's my podcast. Spotify doesn't give a fuck what I say into my own podcast. I'm legally responsible for what I say. So this podcast and my books are the best way to keep up to date with me should anything else happen as far as uh, losing access to any of my accounts. So... Subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my other social media accounts, and just, we'll see how shit goes. How's that sound? All right. That's all I got for this week. Tune in next Friday for a new episode. And until then, as always, stay grateful.